There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. That is how you can enjoy the fun and games here as we talk about the Cardinal win and then look ahead to the NLCS. Your questions, your comments throughout are welcome. I will attempt to, uh, to read and answer uh, over the course of uh, our hour or so, however long we spend doing this. I just enjoy being down here in my basement and talking it over with uh, the fine people on the unofficial post-game show, which took place from an Uber uh, following Game 4. And, uh, and has been in my basement for games one, two, and three. So your questions are welcome. Your thoughts are welcome. I put a poll question up on Twitter. Let me see what the results are on this thing. Because uh, I put it up. It was, like, it, was, it was in the realm of like 90% people wanted to see the, the Nationals win tonight uh, as opposed to the Dodgers. That would mean if the Nationals were to win that the Cardinals – would be uh, hosting games one and two here in St. Louis Friday night and Saturday, I believe Saturday afternoon. Uh, fun fact for no one tell, because of the, these are the kinds of weird things that I focus on, uh, it's 81% nationals, and that's 1,136 votes over the last half hour. Um, fun fact for no one tell, uh, and that is that uh, the forecast on Friday here in St. Louis, should the nationals and Steven Strasburg beat the Dodgers and Walker Bueller tonight, uh, there is a low of 36 degrees in St. Louis on Friday uh, and then 70% chance of rain. Uh, the weekend looks great, still relatively speaking cool, but not 36 degrees and not rain. Um, I know a lot of people want to talk about a variety of things with regard to uh, Jack Flaherty, but uh, I, let's, let's, start, let's start with the first inning because that's... From my standpoint, Dexter Fowler's at bat and Matt Carpenter's at bat set the stage. And what it told you was the Cardinals made adjustments, and I loved it. I, I realize this is, you know, relatively speaking, kind of getting into the weeds. Now, I don't know if Fulton was tipping his slider. Um, I don't know if the Cardinals went back and found something that tipped the slider. But either way, Fowler's ability to lay off on 3-2 and Carpenter's ability to lay off on 3-2, that broken. That broken. That broken. I'm sure Freddie Freeman's misplay didn't help, but the ability for the Cardinals to lay off that pitch that killed them in Game 2 was the determining factor in that game. And as somebody who gets into these kinds of, you know, the minutiae of baseball in the postseason, I loved it. Fowler's walk, loved it. And then uh, Matt Carpenter's walk, loved it even more. And then, of course, Tommy Edmond doing what he just continues to do. That set the stage. Now, what we had happen following the historic 10-run first inning, a number of people, I got a bunch of texts about it, a bunch of tweets about it, um, should the Cardinals pull Jack Flaherty and then save him for game one? Again, I realize many people probably aren't aware, but for the purpose of just restating it, game one of the NLCS is either Friday in St. Louis or Friday in, in Los Angeles. It's one or the other. 
Um, and then Saturday, I believe Saturday afternoon, if it's in St. Louis, if you can remember back to when the Cardinals and Dodgers played in 2013, they played on Friday night, and then Michael Waka got the start, and I think he beat Kershaw on Saturday afternoon. Uh, it would be a similar schedule, as I would imagine they will have the Yankees and either the Astros or Rays um, playing in that primetime spot. That's what I would imagine would happen if the game is in St. Louis and it's the Cardinals and Nationals. But we'll, we'll see how that plays out. So what people were wondering with a 10-0 lead, and I don't think it's something you dismiss. Um, so let's start with, with that, and I want your opinion on it. Uh, like I said, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, if you're on YouTube, wherever the case might be, uh, I'll, I'll be uh, reading comments and questions throughout. But from my standpoint, even though it would have been a wonderful convenience to pull Jack Flaherty, and uh, and then save him for game one. From my standpoint, that's just it wasn't it wasn't a real option. Um, it might be the kind of thing if you were playing online and uh, playing some kind of video game, but this isn't something where he's all geared up for it. He's already gotten loose. It, it's not like you're completely saving him for these guys and their routines. I really am anti short rest starts. Uh, we saw it last night with Verlander. We saw it two days ago with Dallas Keuchel. Uh, pitchers who get the opportunity to start on short rest uh, have a full run higher in their ERAs than when they're on normal rest. And this goes back to the, the wild card era of 1995. And keep in mind, okay, the people who are starting on short rest are not the back-end guys in the rotation. They're the guys who you would want starting on short rest, the Kershaws of the world, the Verlanders of the world. Um, I don't know if da necessarily Dallas Keuchel's one of those guys, but that's the, the choice Brian Snitker made, and I think he paid for it. Um, that was something we talked about a, a little bit following Game 4, that he boxed himself into a corner by having Keuchel go in Game 1 and, uh, and saving Soroka for Game 3. You only got to see him one time, and Cardinal fans got a chance to see how good he was. So with that all said... Jack Flaherty, I don't think, really would have been on his routine for full rest on Friday. So from my standpoint, I didn't expect him to be pulled from the start once the Cardinals got up 10-0. Um, I would have disagreed with it, even if it would have wound up working out. Again, this is the uh, non-results-oriented post-game show, the unofficial post-game show. However, I will say this. So I'm kind of in the middle, I guess, on this, but this is my honest assessment. I was surprised he pitched as long as he did and threw as many pitches as he did. That caught me off guard. Uh, I would have thought once he was, when I saw him walking off the mound in the fifth inning, I thought, okay, that's it. And, uh, and on top of it, he was hitting for himself in the top of the sixth after hitting Acuna. And I thought, wow, he's going to go back out there. He's already thrown 90-some-odd pitches, and he's now, if they want to exact some revenge, going to be sitting there, uh, and taking a fastball in the ribs or on the ass, and uh, and I was really surprised by that. Um, I, I candidly I don't really know. I'd be curious what Mike Schilt has to say about it, because I don't know what that was about. I don't know what the point of that was. I'm not sitting here flipping out about it. I just was really surprised that uh, that they brought him back out there for the sixth inning. So from my standpoint, as I'm looking at this thing in this incredibly unique situation, all those, those of you who are old enough to remember the 1996 Game 7 of the NLCS, the Cardinals were on the receiving end of this at Fulton County Stadium in Atlanta. Um, you, you're not in a spot where you can 
you're, you're either all in or you're out. And I don't even know if you had the option to be out. And by I mean all in, Flaherty starts or out, you pull him. But again, he is in his starting pitching routine. And I just, I really feel like managers have gone from zero to 100 on this all in strategy with pitchers enforcing issues that then create issues. You have these guys who are in routines that go back actually to February. And now you start messing with them in October, and I just don't get it. I just, I just totally disagree with it. Uh, now, if you have to do it out of necessity, I get it. See Chris Carpenter in Game 7 of the 2011 World Series. I get it. But uh, Verlander was not a necessity last night. I don't think Keuchel was a necessity on Monday for the Braves. And, and on top of it, all due respect to Dallas Keuchel, Dallas Keuchel this year is not Dallas Keuchel two years ago. And, and they boxed themselves in. And that's why Snicker wound up burning through pitchers on Monday afternoon. Um, so, with that all said, because I think it's really the only thing that, there, that there's any discussion on from this game, um, Jack Flaherty, um, from my standpoint, pitches Game 3 on Monday, whether that be in St. Louis or that be in Washington. That's, and that's kind of it. And then you go, well, I want to see him pitch two times in the series. Well, you would get a chance to do that on what would be a week from Saturday, Game 7. Um, or, ideally... Uh, game one, my personal preference, at Yankee Stadium, just because I've been fantasizing about a Cardinal-Yankee uh, World Series all of my life, and it's come close, uh, what, 96? Um, I, they never really got close against the Mets in 2000, but uh, 2001, they had a great team. Yankees were in the World Series again, and uh, in 2004, when the Yankees were up 3-0 on the Red Sox. We've had all these close calls for the Cardinals and Yankees to play in the World Series, Never thought it would be this year, but hey, at this point, they're the only two teams that are officially in the LCSs at this point. So, with that all said, that's 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 the way I look at it. I'll be curious to see what Mike Schilt does with the rotation. Um, I don't know if he'll be more apt uh, to start Wainwright uh, on Friday uh, if it's the Nationals. Why? Home, away. Um, I really... Let me put it this way. Here's what I would do. You want to know what I would do? Sure. If you're watching this. Michaelis goes game one. And and then, I and this is, I'll, I'll play this off the it's going to be the Nationals just for the sake of the discussion. Assuming it's a day game, it's Michaelis in game one, Wainwright in game two. If this is in St. Louis and a day game. Now, if it's the Dodgers, I'm not sure Saturday will be a day game. I'm not, I'm not saying it won't. I just don't know because when it was the Cardinals and the Dodgers in St. Louis, I believe that was like an early start day game in 2013. They can't start that early in Los Angeles, so I don't know how they would handle that. Uh, I mean, they can, but they won't. And so I'll be curious on that. And then does that make you go Dakota Hudson um, because you want Wainwright to start in St. Louis? I don't know. But from my standpoint, at this moment, um, if it's in St. Louis, it's Michaelis, Wainwright, then Flaherty, um, Hudson. That's how, I, that's how I would set this up at this particular moment. Your thoughts are welcome. I'm just anti-messing with guys' routines unless it's an absolute necessity. Um, that's, that's where I am. And I, just, I see it absolutely blow up in managers' faces way more often than not. All right. million comments in here. Uh, you can watch, of course, on Twitter. On, uh, on YouTube, on the Inside STL channel, and on uh, a variety of different channels on Facebook.
Uh, apps, Tim, you're absolutely right about the routine stuff. Thank you, Matt Huber. I appreciate that. Mark Chilton, can you overstate the momentum the birds carried from game four playing a role in the first inning? I don't think you can. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that because I, I, it's one of those things, I think for fans it works that way. Um, Cardinal fans felt great the last approximately 48 hours because of what happened on Monday. But in reality, as we saw with Monday's game, you want to talk about momentum, well, let's talk about game three into game four and what happens in, in, in game four. Goldschmidt hits a home run and Ozuna hits a home run. And you're not forgetting about game three at that point, but that's how quick it can go. So from my standpoint, as devastating as game four was to Braves fans, the analogy would be the devastation Cardinal fans experienced following game three. That would be the, the equal there. Um, if Fulton strikes out Dexter Fowler on a 3-2 pitch, a lot of that is halted. But Fowler grinded at that bat and he laid off. That was the key. The, the, the absolute difference in this thing was the Cardinal hitter's ability to lay off the pitch that they got themselves out with on Friday in Game 2. That was the difference. And I'll also say this, and some of you who listen to the Ryan Kelly Morning After on 590 The Fan, KFNS, and stl.com every morning may have heard me say this. I watched the, the, the uh, press conferences yesterday in Atlanta, and Flaherty, and it's just who he is, he just exudes confidence. I mean, he's got Bob Gibson as his mentor. He's got Chris Carpenter and Adam Wainwright as mentors. He's got the right guys as mentors. Um, and he just was like, you know, he was talking about the game and just being focused on like kind of like an expectation. Like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to beat these guys. And it's really not even, you guys can ask me whatever questions. That's what I'm going to do. Fulton Nevich, again, I could be, this could be, I said it on the radio. It happened to wind up being right, but I don't know if my reasoning was right. I just watched his body language yesterday and he was looking down, which is a tell on a lack of confidence. And, uh, he's talking about his family and like what he was going to do that night. And granted, it's not like he brought that up as a non sequitur. I'm sure he was asked, but just the body language didn't exude the confidence that Jack Flaherty's did. And, and so that's why from my standpoint, the tone was set with Dexter Fowler laying off what's a pitch that I think they were swinging and missing at on Friday. And then, then when it was one nothing, Matt Carpenter can still K there, and then they can get out of the inning with only one run because you have bases loaded two outs with Edmund. But Carpenter's able to battle in a 3-2 at bat and lay off a pitch that I think he would have swung at on Friday. And at that point, I think Fulton Evich, now I think it's crumbling, and then Tommy Edmund does what he does, and that's it. And keep in mind, the only out he got was on a sacrifice. And by the way, I liked the sacrifice there. Um, that was something else. I mean, that was, that was absolutely something else to see that and to see the Cardinals just continue to pile on. So I don't know if it was necessarily a carryover because I think the tone was actually set with Dexter Fowler and Matt Carpenter laying off uh, balls out of the strike zone. Let's go back and if the Nats win, they have red caps. So the Cardinals would go Navy. Big point nobody is talking about. Lawrence Michael, if I could give out, if we had a budget on the unofficial postgame show, what I would do is I would get you a prize. Now, I wouldn't mail it to you because I couldn't afford the stamps. But I would get you a prize, and then I'd say, hey, Lawrence Michael, when you're in the neighborhood, you come on down to the basement, and you pick up your prize here. But um, I think that's the most important thing that I've read so far in this uh, unofficial postgame show, and that is 
if the Nationals win, the Cardinals will wear the navy blue caps that they should be wearing on the road. How about this factor? This is something. These are the kinds of things that there's always got to be a problem. If the Cardinals uh, play in Los Angeles on Friday and Saturday, you know what they're going to be wearing on Saturday? The victory blue. Watch Twitter for that reaction. That's something to keep an eye on. Uh, and when I say keep an eye on, uh, I mean really lock in on it. What else do we have? Day game Saturday per the app. Yeah, that's what I figured it would be. Um, now, if, if you had a situation um, where uh, it wasn't a big market, like let's say the Twins would have beaten the Yankees and then the Dodgers were hosting it, maybe they would have flipped. Like if you have the Twins and the Rays, I don't know. I mean, because because the, the other part of it is it's, it's ones on the Cardinals and Nationals or Dodgers will be on TBS and the Yankees and Astros or Rays will be on Fox. That's already predetermined. So the time slot's already set. Um, I'm just curious. Like, I think the Cardinals and Dodgers in 2013 was a 1 o'clock start. I don't know why, why an early start. And the reason why I say that, I remember watching Missouri and Florida play down at Faroe Field. I wasn't there. I was watching this on TV, and I think it was early in the day. Um, and the reason I keep bringing that up is um, they're not going to start a game at 1 o'clock in Los Angeles because it would be 11 o'clock, and 1 o'clock St. Louis time, 11 o'clock Los Angeles. But the Yankees and Astros or Rays are playing night game. And I guess, of course, that's still TBD as to the uh, location. All right, what else do we have? Do I think Acuna was intentionally hit? Yes. Yes, I do. Yep. Um, yes. And honestly, I expected Yadier Molina to be hit. That's what I thought. I really did. So I put the Twitter poll out there. And uh, most people also thought he was intentionally hit. Um, and, uh, and I think he was intentionally hit, and I thought that the Braves would hit Molina when he came back up. I was actually thinking it might not be a bad idea to get Matt Wieters into the game to avoid this, which is also why I was stunned when Jack Flaherty uh, popped up uh, to hit in the sixth inning. I'm like, oh, my God, don't hit Flaherty. Brian Snitker does not strike me as uh, the gangster, so to speak, that Tony LaRusso was. Uh, Mike Schilt has certainly learned from Tony LaRusso. So, in my opinion, the Cardinals intentionally hit him, as you might imagine. I, I'll bet everything I have that they won't be saying that in the postgame. But uh, that's what I think. I loved Flair. See, you have Jack Flaherty and you have Carlos Martinez. Acuna starts running his mouth. And what does Flaherty do? He just stares at him. Like, okay, sweet. We'll be seeing each other over the next 15 years plenty of times. What are you going to do, you know? And, and Acuna, I, I think Acuna invited him to meet outside. That's what I was taking that as. That's what I thought he was doing. But yes, I think he was hit intentionally. All right, I've been all over the Facebook questions. Let me go into uh, the questions from Twitter, YouTube, and everywhere else. Uh, let's see, Tim is the best. That is, of course, accurate. Um, let's see. Um of people that say this, of people say this isn't a good Cardinals baseball team. What are your thoughts on that? Of people say this isn't, that's from Matthew Barra, uh, five NLCS appearances in nine years. I'd say that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's kind of two different questions. I gather there was probably a typo in there. Um, regarding the 2019 Cardinals, from my standpoint, based on what they have done April through September going into this series, this is a team that is in the bottom tier of the 10 teams that were competing in the postseason. 
And now what do we have? Uh, five left, I guess. Um, six left. So uh, that's that's one element of it. However, it's a team that has potential to do huge things, as we saw them do in August and for the first part of September, all the way through the uh, the Cubs series in Wrigley Field. Why? Marcelo Zuna and Paul Goldschmidt. What happened in Arizona and in St. Louis up until the final day of the season? They both went super cold. And Ozuna went cold in September uh, throughout. And so then it then it reduces this team's potential. So Ozuna coming on like this comes out of nowhere. Tommy Edmond doing what he's doing continues to be what Tommy Edmond has been doing throughout his opportunities at the big league level. Let's take a look at some of these numbers here. Um, Fowler had one hit today. He finishes hitting 091 in the NLDS. Wong with two hits gets him up to 250. And uh, Goldschmidt 429, Ozuna 429. Each had uh, uh, Goldschmidt two hits, Ozuna a hit. Uh, Molina hit 143, but uh, won a game. And then Carpenter uh, was yanked. Who would have bet? God, what kind of odds would you have gotten in Las Vegas on that? Um, so all he did was walk, but it was, like I said, one of the biggest at-bats of the entire game. Bader, 200. Edmund, 316. And Paul DeYoung with your baseball card stats. A batting average, 222. Uh, Goldschmidt with a 905 slugging percentage. And Ozuna with an 857 slugging percentage. So it's there, but it hadn't been there consistently. And it, it came against the Braves. Now, I think we would all agree, I would imagine that the Cardinals are going to face even better pitching when they go up against whoever they go up against, the Nationals or the Dodgers. And then I suppose the only way they're going to, and it depends. I mean, the Yankees rotation now is different than what the Yankees had throughout most of the, uh, of the year. Um, but either way, the Yankees absolutely rake. Uh, let me see what else we have going on. Oh, so, so your follow-up question, uh, Matthew Barra. And that is regarding the Cardinals, I guess, as a whole. Well, I, I don't know who's saying the organization. Maybe people are saying the organization is not a good organization. If you're talking about a good team, I understand where people are coming from. If you're comparing the 2019 Cardinals to the 2019 Astros, 2019 Yankees, 2019 Dodgers, I would imagine all of us, if we're being honest, would say the Cardinals are the fourth best team of those teams. I think, I think that I think that would be a damn near unanimous vote. Um, but again, you know, the 2004 Cardinals were a better team during the regular season than the Red Sox. The 2005 Cardinals were a better team during the regular season than the Astros. And the 2006 Tigers were a much better team than the Cardinals were during the regular season. And we saw what happened in the World Series. So things happened. So then what changed here? Um, and from my standpoint, Freddie Freeman's injury, a huge factor in this, uh, this, this outcome for the Braves because you had essentially a hole right in the middle of the lineup for the Braves. I didn't realize he got a hit today, uh, but he was a liability for him. And I don't think he was healthy, and he's kind of hockey playering it and not acknowledging it. Maybe he will following the game today. I'd, I'd be surprised if he does. But he wasn't healthy, and that's a huge break. And then the Cardinals just really essentially cut up Freeman, Donaldson, and Marcakis. So if you have the core of the lineup not producing, you see what happens. The Cardinals had the core of the lineup producing, and that's what got them across the finish line. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, let me take a look in here. Um, if 
if it's the Nationals, it has to be Dak and Wayno in games one and two. Well, Dakota Hudson would be on short rest if you're doing that in order, uh, because he will would have pitched on Monday and then be pitching on Friday. Again, I like to uh, I like to see uh, the Cardinals start Wayne Wright in the day game. Uh, let's see. Jake Hawkins says Gould is reporting in his pregame speech. Schilt told his team, "We are the Cardinals. We want to win. Now is the time. The playoffs begin." Uh, the quest for the best will put you to the test. The chase is on. That is a hell of a speech. If he did, in fact, say that, that is a hell of a speech. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, you look good, Timmy. Thank you, Mikey J. Uh, let's see. With the weather forecast this weekend in St. Louis, do you think that plays into who possibly starts or plays? Looks like the Dodgers have either just taken a lead or the ball's hitting to the wall. I can't tell. Thank you for watching me. I'll, I'll do the I'll do the play-by-play. -play. So the Nationals think the ball's stuck in the fence. The Dodgers saying it's a home run. I can't figure out what the hell's going on. Jack Peterson circling the bases. Uh, it's being called a home run for the moment, so they would be up 1-0 on the very first pitch off Steven Strasburg as the umpires rush to the fence because uh, I believe it's Juan Soto saying that the ball didn't go over the fence and it got lodged in the fence. Either way, for the purpose of the discussion, I don't think you can count on a rainout. Yeah, I don't think that was a home run, actually. Um, I don't think you can count on a rainout, but um, it's a factor. Chris Carpenter does not start Game 7 of the 2011 World Series without a rainout. I think the Cardinals got a break on that, too, in the 2006 World Series um, with a rainout. I don't know how much it was a break on the rotation because, if I'm not mistaken, Jeff Weaver started Game 5. But um, from my standpoint, uh, if it's in St. Louis in Friday night and Saturday day, Michaelis Wainwright. There it is. I'm, and I'm, and I'm, Michaelis, Wainwright, Flaherty, Hudson is your rotation. I will move a lot of chips into the middle on that. Um, I'd be very comfortable with that. Why? Because Hudson's not eligible to pitch until, he shouldn't be eligible to pitch until Saturday because he'd be on short rest. And, uh, and you want, from my standpoint, Mike Schilt is well aware of it, Adam Wainwright splits with uh, starting day games at Bush Stadium this year are ridiculous. And you saw what happened this past weekend on Sunday with a day game at Bush Stadium. And then you have Jack Flaherty on full rest in Game 3, and then you would have him on full rest in Game 7, or you would have him on full rest for Game 1 in my fantasy at Yankee Stadium. Um, now, if it's in Los Angeles, um, I don't know on that. Then it changes it, because Wainwright on the road was rough. There's no way around that. Um, and I don't know if they would then go Michaelis Hudson and then Flaherty Wainwright. I'd be surprised based on how well Wainwright pitched and then his veteran presence on the road versus Hudson getting a start in L.A. That's interesting. But either way, I'm pretty comfortable in saying, for certain in my mind, if it's in St. Louis, it's Michaelis Wainwright, one and two. If it's, uh, if it's in Los Angeles, I'm not as sure on that um, because they might want to get Wainwright a start in St. Louis um, and have him start game one, uh, if you follow the thought process there. So go Wainwright, Michaelis, and then uh, Flaherty, Hudson, Wainwright, Michaelis, Flaherty, if we're playing this whole thing out. And I love doing this kind of crap, even though it's all the hypotheticals. Um, Tim, that's the best black backsplash in baseball. Thank you so much. As you can imagine, it was very active. Um, it was 
very active in the uh, in the um, in the designing here. Let's see what we got. Um, let's see. Uh, stop it, Iggy. Uh, let's see. Two TVs in one room. Blessed. Uh, that's from Tyson Beffa. Thank you. Uh, I'm out. Can't take this going to the official post-game show. That's from Kyle Gibbons. All right, Kyle. Enjoy the program. Um, so I guess uh, we're having some issues with the Wi-Fi. If that's the case, that's kind of surprising. Shouldn't be having that, but if that's the case, I apologize. Um, let me see. Uh, this is the reason why I was for shutting Flaherty down before it started. No wayno on the road. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I understand. I just I don't think it, I don't think it was a real option. I just don't think it was a real option, and that's why I am saying I wouldn't really worry about it. Looks like the Dodgers have taken a two nothing lead. So Peterson did not have a home run, but Max Muncie did, and so Steven Strasburg has faced two hitters, and he has uh, given up two runs. So they're going batshit in Los Angeles, and the uh, and the Dodgers have a two nothing lead. So the probability of the Cardinals hosting games on Friday and Saturday. Uh, reduced, but not eliminated, but nonetheless um, reduced. Uh, let's see here. Slick that the inside STL logo has not changed since the very first one, um, the Jay Boyd design back in the day. Uh, that was Matt Seebeck, the co-founder of Inside STL, who designed the Inside STL logo. So yes, that logo was created in July of 2005. Uh, let's see. Hard drive to my son's soccer practice with this raging robo chub. Tim is so hot. Thanks you, thank you, David Potts. Uh, let's see. MLB Network is gushing over Yachty. This coming on Twitter. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I would understand it. I would, I would absolutely understand. I can't blame him for doing so because he 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 won Game Four for the Cardinals. I mean, the, if you're a Braves fan, if you're an Atlanta sports fan, the stuff that you've endured. Uh, with the Super Bowl debacle in 28-3 and then being four outs away from the NLCS in your first series win since 2001 and you have that happen. Uh, it's brutal. And by the way, this is, this is something that I think might fly under the radar, but Stephen Wildwood presented it. I don't know why they yanked Josh Tomlin um, in Game 4 to bring in Shane Green to face Goldschmidt and Ozuna. I don't know what that was about. I mean, Tomlin was, I mean, I realize he's not, you know, a top-end reliever, but uh, he was breezing through, and then they yanked him to bring in uh, Green, and then that kind of set the dominoes in effect that Green wound up having to throw a bunch of pitches in the eighth and the ninth, and then that meant they had, they had to go to Julio Tehran. I just thought that Brian Snitker mismanaged this this series, um, and he kind of was able to get out of it in one case, but uh, I think he backed himself into a corner on uh, on uh, on Monday. Uh, let's see what else we've got going on here. Uh, Brian McCann says he's retiring. Uh, let's see. Does it bother me that the boys are spraying champagne all over each other in the clubhouse? This is one of those things that I never really understand why people uh, get upset about it. I don't. It's like they're enjoying themselves. I realize the other sports don't do it, but I don't. I don't know. It's just, I just. I, I kind of. It's like I don't. I don't know. It's one of those things that some people who I guess don't like baseball, like to like use as a way to shit on baseball. And it's kind of like they're having fun. No one's getting hurt. 
Although inevitably, I'd say within a decade, these things will be outlawed. I'll, I'll wager that if anybody wants to do a 10-year futures bet with me on it, um, that they'll televise these because it's, you know, the, the demon rum that people are drinking. You can't do it on TV because the kids are watching or something. That inevitably is going to happen. Surprise it hasn't happened yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm not bothered by it. And, um, you know, I realize hockey players, they skate up, they shake hands, and then they go on and they beat the hell out of each other for another six or seven games. And baseball players have just advanced in the best of five. But this is the tradition, and it's just kind of been uh, exaggerated greatly because initially you would win your division and then you'd be in the World Series. Then it became you'd win your division and then you got to play the winner of the NL East or the NL West. And then you go to the World Series, and now you've got all these different stages that theoretically you could win a wild card game like the Nationals, celebrate, win the NLDS if the Nationals were able to come back and do that, celebrate, win the NLCS, celebrate, win the, uh, win the World Series and celebrate. And that's in addition to clinching the wild card spot and celebrating. So it does seem, if you're really like breaking it down, it does seem um, like a, a lot. But in the whole scheme of things, who the hell gives a damn? And candidly, I have a feeling a lot of these guys, at least back in the day, before they were enjoying their apps and playing video games in their hotel rooms, the boys were out having a taste anyway. They just The difference was they weren't spraying it on each other. Uh, let's see. Uh, the audio is goofy. Yeah, I apologize. That apparently we're having some issues. But it is the unofficial postgame show, and it is in my basement, so this isn't exactly a high-budget presentation. Um, so I apologize, and we'll work to get it better for the NLCS. Um, I can't help but think it's Iggy's fault we can't hear Tim. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I apologize for that. That sucks. Um, if that's the case, everything's being recorded on the podcast, so you'll be able to hear that uh, for the fun and games on the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Dodgers or Nationals preference? My personal preference. Um, by the time people would listen to this on the podcast, boy, and now the Dodgers are just all over them. Strasburg's going Fulton Evich here. Bad day for the uh, National League East so far, uh, as the Dodgers have two on and just one out, and they're already up to nothing. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, th- I think they're both super tough, and you know, it's unfortunate the Cardinals won't have be able to have Flaherty in one and five. Uh, because it's the kind of series where you might only see Flaherty. The Dodgers are so damn good. But, you know, I mean, if Ozuna and Goldschmidt are on, and I think Tommy Edmond at this point is somebody you start to go, Tommy Edmond's going to contribute. You know, you just can't can't count anything out in a postseason series, which sounds so cliche. Uh, Corey Seager, I believe, up now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, That that anything truly can happen if you get great starting pitching. And the Cardinals have gotten great starting pitching. Great starting pitching. Both Flaherty starts were outstanding. Um, it flew under the radar in game two because how great Fulton Evich was. Wainwright was sick. God, I thought he was going to be good. I never thought he was going to be that good. And um, and Michaelis was outstanding after a bad first inning. And Dakota Hudson was good. So uh, and Dakota Hudson, if he doesn't have some of the bizarre stuff going on over at third base, I think he goes through the fifth inning. So if you have that, then that's encouraging. I still worry about the ninth inning with Carlos Martinez. I know these things fly around based on what winds up happening, but it doesn't change. Like all of a sudden now he's a lockdown guy. Uh, Andrew Miller was outstanding in this series. That would be especially important. Should it be the Cardinals and Dodgers? His value. Uh, Webb, not like he was all over the place in the series, but he was pretty good. Um, so if you have those two options, that's a real positive. Um, 
But, I mean, it's going to come down to can the Cardinal bats in the middle of the order with Goldschmidt and Ozuna carry over what they did against the Braves. And the reality is, the nice thing is, and I tweeted about this when we saw the Nationals win two nights ago, that the Dodgers have to use Bueller. And right now, the, the Nationals are using Strasburg, although he might not be in much longer based on what's going on here in the early going with two on and one out, and the Dodgers already up 2 nothing. Um so I gather that means it would be, once again, more fun with the Cardinals and Clayton Kershaw. Um, and then Ryu. That's what I would imagine you would see in, in one and two. Um, so from that standpoint, you know, my mindset is similar to the Brave series. Get one on the road if it is the Dodgers. And then you have Jack Flaherty sitting there for game three and, uh, and take your chances, you know. So... Uh, you know, like I said, this is this is my mindset on the 2019 Cardinals. Th- this postseason is what what I called in poker a free roll. What people who play poker, and I coined the phrase, what people playing poker call a free roll, uh, that you have the opportunity to um, to you know play the game for free, and if you win, you win. And from my standpoint. Um, <laughs> The Dodgers just literally, whoever was on first base, ran toward home plate and was, uh, and the Nationals still were able to turn a double play. Uh, so at this point, you know, the Cardinals are free rolling in my mind. I'm if they, if they can get to the World Series, it's not a year where I thought they were going to heading into the postseason. I thought this was a very good team heading into the season, but maybe they're peaking at the right time, like the 2016 did. I mean, when it gets down to it, they played well enough to win four of the five games against a very good Braves team. Um, I mean, that's that's the reality. That was it wasn't like they beat some hack team there. They played well enough to win four or five games against a good Braves team. And as we found out, it's not like these teams are immovable objects. I mean, who would have thought the Rays would push the Astros to the brink? Um, and the Dodgers here, for the powerhouse that they are, are in a game five and having to burn through Bueller. So you can't rule it out, but you can't operate off of probabilities. And I just don't view the Cardinals as good as some of these previous Cardinal teams. But I sure as hell didn't view. You ask guys who played on the 2006 team, and they'll tell you that was the worst team or the least good team of uh, the teams that were in the playoffs 2000 through 2006. Let's see. Schilt, the Braves started shit. We finished us. Uh, nobody fucks with us. Uh, that's from Lawrence Michael. That would be great if he said it. Um, are we in the Dodgers' heads? I don't think so. I mean, the last time the two teams played was 2014, and who's on the Dodgers now that was on that team in 2014? Certainly Kershaw. But, I mean, these rosters, they turn over so so much. I just don't. I mean, you know, Mattingly was managing then. It's Roberts now. I just don't think that's a factor. Um, but this would be the fourth time in 10 years the two teams have met in the playoffs, 2009, Easily forgotten, the Matt Holiday dropped fly ball series, 2013, 2014, and 2019. Um, Flaherty game two and seven if necessary. No, that's from Chad Rollins. Flaherty game three on full rest in game seven if necessary. And I am I really hope that's what they do. I really hope that's what they do. Don't mess with these guys' routines. Don't do it, especially at 23. Don't do it. I really feel passionate about this. And you saw Verlander last night. And he's a veteran, Hall of Famer. And you saw these, these, these screw with these guys' routines. You know, I still think Snitker screwed up in, in having Keuchel start on short rest. I just, I, as a fan of the Cardinals, I loved it, but I thought it was a mess. Um, Charlie Johnson says he can't pitch before game three. Well, I mean, I, I agree with you, Charlie. Um, but, you know, I, I certainly I don't think uh, 
Chad was the only person who made that suggestion. Um, holy uh, shit, Dr. Drew was the eagle on the masked singer. Uh, as you can imagine, I am, I am DVRing it, and uh, I cannot wait to watch, although that is a monster spoiler for me and uh, my wife. This 1,000% in related news, Randy A. will not be on the NLCS roster. I don't know uh, what that's in reference to. Um, Tim, you have to see Randy A.'s Instagram post from the locker room. Okay, now, so are you saying, because I know Lawrence Michael, and I know he's good people, and are you saying that Randy Azarina, oh, boy. All right, well, I need, I need, I need, and I know that there might be audio issues here, but now we need to have a talk. Are you saying, because I don't know, I guess i got to go start following Andy or Randy or Azarina on Instagram here. Might have to make a pit stop by Abigail Max page. Um, are you saying Randy Razarina posted Mike Schilt's um, speech in the clubhouse and he said something along the lines of, uh, oh God, yep, the Braves started some shit, we finished the shit, and that's how we roll. No one fucks with us ever. Now I don't give a fuck who we play, we're going to fuck them up. We're going to take it right to them the whole fucking way. We're going to kick their fucking ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, that's what we'll be talking about now. Well, now I got I, I to be honest with you. So was, it was, was he live streaming? Is that what was going on? Uh so this, I mean, this is what Antonio Brown did in the Steelers locker room, and they went nuts about it. Now, oh, Randy Arozarena is a rookie. Oh, God. <laughs> See, Lawrence Michael, when I saw you post that, I'm like, you know, you're just bullshitting. And now, oh, my God. Oh, God. Schilt got caught, what was it, like in Milwaukee earlier in the year? And he, like, was, he got, you know, he didn't get caught. These guys say fuck every other word except when they're in front of a microphone with the exception of apparently being in the uh, clubhouse at SunTrust here 20 minutes ago um oh this is going to be and it's going to be yeah this is this is going to be this is going to be good entertainment from that wing of the cardinal fan base that fancies itself as holier than thou and has somehow attached morals and religion to the cardinal way when in reality it was actually a book written by george kissel about fundamental baseball so this is going to be fascinating um, you know, oh, the, but the, ah, you don't live, you just don't live stream. I mean, that's, it's Schilt saying it. I don't have a problem with him saying it. You get the boys fired up. Uh, but he didn't think he was on camera. Oh, God help us all. It says somebody, D.A. Ersting says it's already been taken down. Um, yep. Uh. Oh, my God. Uh, well, Tim, that'll be another outfielder given away to Tampa for a used fleshlight. Uh, it comes from Charlie Johnson. Charlie, you can come by the house and pick up a, a gift for our low-budget, unofficial post-game show here from the basement. Uh, Mark Chilton says, better than the sermon that Mathiti would have given. This is amazing. Yeah, I got to tell you something. Now I got to dig in on it. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, what? what I mean, this is going to be brutal. Because now it's going to be apologies and all this stuff. He was talking to his guys, and he's fired up. And yeah, I, I actually I still don't know who I would say started the shit because Acuna always does the stutter step thing around third base, 
and Martinez yelling at him, saying he's disrespecting him as a veteran. I just was like, okay, really? I mean, this is, you know, we got a self-awareness check we need to do here in game one. And then Martinez is screaming at the Braves dugout. So, so and by the way, if you were wondering if Flaherty threw at Acuna, does, are you, and you weren't sure that he did, now that we're aware of Mike Schilt's post-game comments, courtesy of Randy Arazarina's very popular Instagram, are we all now officially confirming that he was thrown at intentionally? I already thought it was the case. Now I'm all in. Now i got to move all in. Um, too bad Arazarina won't be on the roster now. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to handle this. I wasn't expecting this tonight. I thought my audio would work. I thought my Wi-Fi would work. And I didn't think Mike Schilt would be motherfucking the Braves via Randy Arazarina's live stream on Instagram. These are things. And I didn't expect 10 runs in the first inning. If you could have parlayed that and put a dollar down, you would have been a billionaire this evening. Um, let's see. So we have a link that was sent to me. For those of you who like to see it, I am told. Thank you for those of you forwarding to me. STL Sports Central. Okay, so I'm going to play this, and I'm going to see if I can hear it. Oh, God almighty. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Wow. My. I don't know. I sit down here in my basement and do QFTA on the Tim McKernan Show podcast, and I've done, what, four of these things now, and I've done one in an Uber, and I could talk for like three hours. I've got, I must be, there's, there's a lot messed up up here, obviously. goes without saying. But I have to tell you, this is the thing that has made me speechless. Not because I'm like, oh, but because I'm like, oh, my God. Like if this were the Yankees, um, you know, People go, what? Because it's the Cardinals. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. You got so many layers to this thing. And here's the thing. Usually I'm hosting a radio show. Most shit doesn't happen before 7 a.m., so we have time to read about it or watch it and then absorb it. I'm reacting to it live here on the unofficial postgame show from my basement. And, uh, and I, you know, like I said, Lawrence Michael... When I saw your post, I'm just like, oh, you know, that'd be amusing if he would have said it. I had no idea that your post was real. Holy shit. All right. Uh, let's see what we got going on here. Um, uh, let's see. Did I install the facet? Boy, there's a lot of attention on my backsplash. No. It was Elysium Restoration and Design. I don't even know what a backsplash is. Is it this stuff? I have no idea. You know, I said it before, and now that more and more people are watching the uh, unofficial postgame show, which means I better get my audio act together uh, for the NLCS. Uh, I'll have somebody here. I said, right now, it's just me in my basement by myself. Maybe we'll uh, bring somebody over to, to help the cause for uh, the NLCS. But uh, hopefully, uh, it's working for the most part. I mean, this is just something I kind of did on the spur of the moment after game one. But either way, uh, Elysium Restoration and Design did the, uh, the backsplash. And as I said, following game one, the only thing I care about at my home is that it is cold in the room and it is pitch black. I'm like a, I'm like a little, I'm like a little tiny vampire boy. Uh, I'm the wonderful Butch Patrick is who I am. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, let's see. Doug, Doug Vaughn gets attacked for being a Trump supporter in my chat. Um, 
Doug Vaughn and his MAGAs will say it's just locker room talk. Um, I doubt if we can somehow not have a Donald Trump discussion here on the, uh, on the, uh, the unofficial postgame show, um, which is, again, if we were to parlay that into our parlay of the Cardinals scoring 10 runs and Mike Schilt motherfucking the Braves and Randy Arazarena broadcasting it via his Instagram, uh, we would have been billionaires on this all hitting. And then the Donald Trump reference would be in the thing. Um, I don't. I don't know how people react. Here's here's my reaction. This is this is a, this is this is a hot take, and you get to watch it actually organically form. I have no problem with Mike Schilt saying it. None, because I know that shit like that gets said all the time in locker rooms. Okay, and I'm not talking about you know the Billy Bush locker rooms. I'm talking about locker rooms, locker rooms. I have no problem with it. The problem is Randy Rosarina holding up the phone and broadcasting what's supposed to be a private moment. Oh, God. Oh, I mean, what are the car? John Mazalak and Bill DeWitt have to go from up here to here immediately because now this is going to be the fo- this is going to be the focal point. I mean, it is going to be, well, the Cardinals will get talked about tomorrow. Uh, Skip Bayless will be breaking down the Cardinals. Uh, God almighty. Did the Dodgers just hit another home run? We are at the track. We are at the wall. It is gone. Who is that? Hernandez with the home run to make it 3 nothing. Michael Taylor with like a dupe play. It is now 3 nothing Dodgers. And that Cardinal charter might be making its way to Los Angeles. I know they're going to stay overnight in Atlanta no matter what. Um, look at the... Well, I'll tell you what. Now, now Hernandez is... He's, he's doing, like, pelvic thrusts. This is going to be an X-rated NLCS. God, this is going to be amazing. St. Louis versus Los Angeles, possibly. All while Stanley Steamer is dealing with having to potentially get deposed in St. Louis for his Rammies. This is great. Mike Schiltz saying, we, I don't give a fuck who we play. We're going to fuck him up. Hernandez is doing pelvic thrusts as he cross home plate. This is great. It's right up my alley. This is perfect for the unofficial postgame show. Assuming the audio works. Um, you see any changes in the roster from the NLDS to the NLCS? Yes, something tells me Raz Arena won't be on it. That's my, that was my tight read on that. Uh, ban that tweeter. I don't know which tweeter we're talking about. Um, I don't know, maybe the one that was bringing up Doug and, and the MAGAs. I have no idea. I mean, whatever, it's, it's fine with me. It's, we're just kind of fucking off in the chat. It's fine with me. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, fuck it, it will be nice to be the heel instead of the B-fib. That comes from uh, the great Mark Chilton. Yeah, I mean, this, the, the issue with it is, <laughs> is that even though the Cardinals themselves do not do it, there is a perception nationally that the Cardinals fancy themselves as the keeper of the game. And the reality is that's not the case, Okay. That it's, I, but I know that's the perception. It might even be the perception in St. Louis. And then there's a wing of the Cardinal fan base who fancies themselves as the best fans in baseball and the keepers of the game. And, and so this is, going to, this is going to cause heads to explode. I can't wait for Sunday morning and Dorothy Light's sound-off letter. I'd like to take the DeLorean to Sunday morning to open up the Post-Dispatch and read Dorothy Light's sound-off letter. I can't believe this happened. Again, not because I'm like, oh, my God. I'm just like, oh, my God. This is going to be a whole thing. 
I love the fact, however, that I don't have to like do television minus this shit in my basement, uh, and I can be on the radio and be honest and go, yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty fucking funny, and uh, and this is what guys say in locker rooms all the time, and uh, and I don't have to feign the moral outrage that uh, I would imagine some of my peers will have to uh, to feign. So you know, that's that's a that's a nice break for being a, a hoodlum. Um, do you think Waka will come onto the roster and exceed the 2013 Magic? I think he could be on the roster, but I don't foresee what we saw in 2013 ever again from Michael Waka. And that's not a shot at Michael Waka. We haven't seen much like Michael Waka in postseasons since 2013. I mean, Bumgarner uh, in 14 certainly would be an example. But, um, but yeah, that, 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 I just don't think he has that left in him. Uh, Tim, I feel bad for Schilt. Yeah. I do too. And the thing is, while I know a is going to get lit up, you know, he didn't think he was doing anything wrong. And but this is going to be brutal for him. It's going to be br- it's that 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 part I feel bad I do feel badly for Mike Schilt. I do. Um, because, you know, he didn't he didn't think he was he, do you think he talks like that if he's if he knows that you know, he's got that being broadcast, you know, I mean, I, I do, but I, I obviously am a, a creep and a pervert uh, and, and do shows from basements. It's the only place I'm allowed. But uh, Mike Schilt, you know, I think in his apology for whatever happened earlier in the season, he said something like, I'm a man of faith. And I never understand, like, why man of faith can't curse. I, you know, went to Catholic school and studied theology, and there was no reference to, like, you can't say the word fuck. But... People uh, put their own things in there, and uh, and that's uh, that's that's the deal apparently. Um, and so now, after he made that apology like five months ago, now he's going to have that, and it's going to be brutal, and it's a shame, and it's that sucks. It really does. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's it's a it's it's truly uh, it's a bad beat. I mean, it really is. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, you could even see Bader's ween in the background. Is that right? This is just going to a lot of different levels. Um, are, wh- how, how, let me ask you this. Well, I guess I can flip over. Look at me. This is what I'm not used to. I'm flipping from Max Muncy coming up now as Jock Peterson's back on base. How are they handling this on the real post-game show? Are they talking about it? I mean, for real. Like, it's the story. And I, you know, this, I guess this is the break on the unofficial postgame show. This is, oh, God, there's uh, the cat interviewing Schilt. I wonder if he's aware of it yet or if they're just like, yeah, we'll tell him tomorrow. Kind of like how they handled things with uh, Logan in Succession. We'll let him have his fun tonight. We'll tell him tomorrow morning. Is that his name, right? Logan in Succession, the uh, father, the patriarch of the family. Yeah, there's Claves and the cat. Yeah, they probably have no idea this happened. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he's jolly. Man, I didn't anticipate. Uh, Brian Henschen, the great Brian Henschen, I'd say. Uh, you can see it uh, on STL Sports Central. It's already been viewed 10,000 times. God almighty. Oh, my goodness. Am I off the mark on this? I mean, again, I'm, I'm reacting because I'm not looking at any other social media outside of my own shit here. Um but uh, I mean, this is this is—it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal 
in this, it's a huge, follow me here, because somebody's going to post like on a message board, I said it's a huge deal. It's not a huge deal in the whole scheme of things. Like in reality, it's not a huge deal. Okay, follow me on that. But as far as the way it will be covered and the way it will be treated and the way the Cardinals now have to handle it and then the impact going forward on the way managers and coaches handle locker room speeches, it's a huge deal. And that sucks. Um, and it's I'm sure Schilt, it's going to be, he just got done winning his first ever postseason series. And, and I assure you, he will be tossing and turning. Like he said last night, he didn't toss and turn before the game. He'll be tossing and turning about this. And Randy Arazarena, who might have a future with the organization or might have had a future with the organization, has to feel absolutely brutal. Uh, what is going on? Can we get a recap? I've been watching the Nats game and I don't live in St. Louis anymore. Yes, I will do it. Um, I, I'm in the middle of doing the unofficial postgame show here. Uh, and I'm just going along, give and takes. Apparently the audio's cutting out. We decided to go, I don't know if you can see it, we decided to go with a lav mic, and I guess we're having audio issues. And I apologize. I'll just go back to the old school. I had these headphones that I was using. Where the heck they went? Oh, here they were. And, you know, the microphone on the uh, the, the uh, earbuds. And that's what I did following Sunday's game. So we tried to uh, up it with the technology. Maybe it didn't work out. Whatever. So anyway, I'm focused on some people saying they couldn't hear anything. Um, and, uh, and then I'm looking down, and the great Lawrence Michael says something along the lines of uh, Schilt just said, fuck the Braves, they started shit, we finished shit, now we're going to beat whoever the fuck's in our way. And I'm just like, oh, that'd be funny if he would have said that. And then I see Lawrence Michael say, no, he really did say it, and Randy really did say it. And Randy Arazarina was live streaming his post-game speech to the cheers of the Cardinals on his Instagram. Uh, and so what Mike Schilt was saying, thinking it was a private speech that would, as we like to say, stay in the room has now been and will continue to be broadcast to everyone. And so Mike Schilt and the organization will feel a great deal of embarrassment. The Cardinals will have to explain this regarding the team they just beat, which will be brutal. As far as I'm concerned, it now makes it a five-star lock that Flaherty threw at Acuna, although I was certain that he had done it anyway, as close as you can be to certain without knowing. And, uh, and not that he said, and yes, we threw it at Cunha, but considering he said the Braves started some shit and we finished the shit, that gives you an idea of what that was all about. And, uh, and now it's bulletin board material for either the Dodgers or the Nationals. Not that that matters, not that they play any harder, but now you have this organization and this is what they're going to have to tend to over the next 48 hours. And Randy Arazarina, oh man, I'm telling you, it's going to, it's just, God. Bless America, this is going to be something else. And, and maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe this will just fly under the radar. I don't think it will because it's titillating. It's, you know, I think if it's, I think if it's like the Twins or the Rays or something like that, but this is the Cardinals. Right or wrong, viewed as this, this sacred franchise in baseball. And, and you have the Cardinal manager talking about shoving it up the ass of the Braves, and they started shit, and we finished it, and fuck them, and we're going to fuck up whoever stands in our way. I mean, it's going to be. This is also wonderful that I'm not currently on the radio or anywhere, and I can I can actually talk about this stuff. I don't know how people, I have no idea how, like, the local news and Fox Sports Midwest and, you know, uh, the stations that, you know, you're doing FCC broadcasts, you, I don't know how you're going to handle this thing. Uh, let's see. Try taking that jacket off. It might help the, the mic. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a bad beat. Here it is. Here's a little loud mic right here. But then it might make the levels too hot. I don't know. Um, I can just go on my phone. 
Yeah, more people are getting back into the chat here because people want to talk about this thing. Have, let me ask you this, because I'm sure plenty of you are watching the Fox. I have the Fox Sports Midwest coverage up. I see the Cats interviewing Wainwright right now. Um, have they brought it up? I can't imagine they have, but I'll just ask because I don't know. Have they brought it up on the Fox Sports Midwest postgame show? Has it been brought up anywhere? I'm asking. I'm, this is me doing rhetorical questions. Uh, Daddy Padre says, what am I going to tell my kids about Schilt's postgame speech? Um I would say, uh, remember Baruby's speech? <laughs> it was a great speech. They went out and won the Stanley Cup that night with it. Uh, where can we find that audio? Yeah, I should uh, mention that. This is like resetting, hosting a radio show. STL Sports Central uh, is the account that has it. And the, to reiterate what the quote was, uh, and this is, this, is, this is the unofficial postgame show, so this is X-rated. I, I wouldn't be surprised if my browser's feed pops up on the monitor behind me. It's been up there usually all day anyway. The Braves started some shit. We finished this shit, and that's how we roll. No one fucks with us ever. Now, I don't give a fuck who we play. We're going to fuck them up. We're going to take it right to them the whole fucking way. We're going to kick their fucking ass. That is from Randy Arazarena's Instagram Live of Mike Schilt's postgame speech. So, there you go. Uh, Keith Darmody says... Hashtag clueless. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, well, I mean, you could be talking about me. You could be talking about Rosarina. You could be talking about uh, anything for all I know. Um, I would have, well, you know that they know about it. It's just a tough spot. I mean, it's a tough spot, but it has to be talked about. And I know how they'll handle it eventually, like on Friday. You know, it's an unfortunate incident, of course, with the card. But I mean, it's a, it's a different deal. And the Cardinals do market themselves as most professional sports franchise teams do, to families, but the Cardinals maybe a little bit more so. And so this is just, you know, holy shit. Uh, this is something else. All right, I've been going for an hour and a minute. Anything else? Um, Lawrence Michael posting the Schilt comments. Randy has since then had it taken down. Yeah, but it's already, I mean, it's now I see Chilton, you're saying it's on Barstool. Yeah, I mean it's it's not going anywhere. I mean it's gonna be it's 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 done for. And I mean I guess Schilt will issue a statement apologizing. We didn't mean to disrespect the Braves. I have a great deal of respect for Brian Snitker and their team. And I was just caught up in the moment and I said things I shouldn't have said, even though he would never be apologizing had it not been live streamed. Nor should he. Just like if Brian Snitker would have said the Cardinals started some shit, fuck them, and now we're gonna kick whoever's our our way asses, you know. That's how guys fire, fire teams up. That's what they do. The issue is the live stream. Oh, the live stream. Ah, God. I'm telling you, if you were to live stream the shit Doug and the cat and all of our producers over the years have said to each other in commercial breaks, I think we'd be residing in Alcatraz, you know? But you understand. You're, you're in the room, so to speak, you know? And, uh, and, uh. I hate it. I hate it. I hate. It. I, I really do. I, in one sense, I'm like, good for Schilt and the Cardinals for being fired. On the other side, I'm like, I feel bad for Schilt because I know what's coming for him, and uh, and what's going to happen with uh, Araz Arena. It's going to be uh, brutal. Three nothing in Los Angeles. Still, I have the Fox Sportsman West post game show on. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to cover this. It's just a. And I'm not talking about will they cover it. If not, they're frauds. None of that crap. Oh, here's Schilt's post game. See, I would imagine in his post game, 
people didn't, the reporters didn't know. That would be my guess. So they can't ask about it. I mean, how would they know about it? Yeah, they're asking about at bats and stuff like that. So, uh, let's see. Um, hey, Tim. Hey, hey, Andrew. How are you? Uh, if this was 1950, it would be a problem. I'm sick of the soft stuff. Well, listen. I, you, I mean, how many F-bombs have I dropped on this? You know where I am on this stuff. But I'm just telling you the way it works. So it's not like I'm like, he needs to apologize. I'm telling you, and I think we all know this, everybody watching this knows this, that this is going to be an issue. It's just the way that it is. Uh, now, but does it impact what takes place on Friday in, in Los Angeles or in St. Louis? No, it doesn't. But it'll be a storyline. It'll be a storyline. Now this series is going to have a whole lot more attention. The Cardinals and Braves next year, whole hell of a lot more attention. And like I said, if there was any question as to whether Acuna was thrown at now, I think we do. We, do we not know the answer? Any of you watching, did, were you in the opinion that Flaherty just let one happen to get away on Acuna, which is fine if you did, and now you've seen Schilt's post game, and do you still think that's the case? I mean, I'm, I can't imagine that you do. Clearly, that was a message. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm getting texts. I'm getting all kinds of things. Um, Schilt in interview. Here it comes. Well, let me know if I, I mean, I have it up. Yeah. Yeah, he's being asked about baseball stuff. Um, how about the Braves and the way they handled the tomahawk chop, chop thing? Lord, dead spins. Then they tripped over their dick line. Was pretty spot on. Yeah, I don't know. You know, honestly, on on that one, I don't. I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen anything regarding um, regarding anything on the post game on the Braves comments on that. I, I, honestly, I was surprised. They, I mean, my God, the Braves have been hearing about the tomahawk chop for decades now, and who would have thought that Helsley's comments would be the thing that would lead to them not getting rid of the tomahawk chop but not handing out the tomahawks? I, I would have bet against that all day long. would have bet against that all day long. Uh, listening to you and Schilt at the same time is making my brain work overtime. If he addresses Arena's Instagram feed, please somebody let me know. Um, because... Uh, I would imagine that this is, you know, this is something that took place, you know, a half hour ago, and, and Fox Sports West is playing it. I mean, if 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 the if the reporters in there knew about it, it would have been like one of the first questions. So he'll be addressing it tomorrow in Los Angeles or tomorrow in St. Louis, wherever he is, and it's and then there'll be a statement sent out by the Cardinals. I'll be getting a statement in my email. I'll check to see if I've gotten it yet. Uh, this is just how this stuff is is played so far. Nothing doing, by the way. Um, let's see. I want to go into the comments. All right. Anything else, boys? I've been going an hour. And uh, super cute tonight, as always. Boots to match. I don't think there's the cat with Bill DeWitt. I wonder what's going to come up. Uh, I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm agile as the Dickens, as most of you know, from my, uh, my cam sodas, but, um, uh, I can't, I can't, I don't think I can get the leg up, uh, to, uh, to show the, the cute boots. Uh, Aaron, uh, says he did not address it. Um, I, I, and like I said, I think that he went in the interview room and everybody in the interview room wasn't aware that it happened. Tim, I'm back and just watched the speech. Oh, my God, I'm fired up now. That comes from the great Neil Allen, uh, Craig Paquette. Um, and, 
plenty of people are going to love it. But it's but just as far as the way the media works, it is going to be the story. But I, you think Dave Roberts, assuming it's the Dodgers, is going to go, whoa, well, now we, you know, I was kind of casual about getting back to the World Series for the third straight year and trying to win for the first time since 88. But now that I see this, you know, I mean, it's just, you know who's going to be pissed off about it? The Braves and Mike Chill. That's who's going to be pissed off about it. Uh, guys, I pause Bill DeWitt for Tim. That comes from Joe Edward. Good for you. Both have about the same portfolios. Uh, it's comparable. What is going on with my monitor? Uh, seriously, is this a beer shower type old win? Um, I don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know if that's like a complaint about the baseball players who celebrate. But, but I mean, they all do it. I mean, I, like I said, like, who, like I don't really give a shit, you know. But some people don't like it, I guess. I don't really care. Um, I want to finish up. Uh, any other questions? So glad we don't have to hear that chat anymore this season. You're a rock star, Tim. Uh, thank you, Donna. Um, it's funny. Carlos Martinez had the live stream up for Schilt speech last time, but nothing bad happened. Oh, did he really? I didn't know that. It's good knowledge. So much work left. Curtis, listen, brother, I don't know. I mean, I guess you're upset about the Cardinals celebrating. I don't know if you were upset about the Yankees celebrating uh, when they won against the Twins the other night. And I'll bet you whatever you would like to bet. And I'll give you my Venmo. And I'll give you 10 to 1 that the Dodgers or Nationals will be doing the same thing in a few hours. It's what they do in baseball. If it bothers you, uh, my recommendation is to focus on, on my backsplash. Um... Let's see. Yeah, people, just to revisit the Flaherty thing, I get it. I, 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 Flaherty starts game three. I'd be, you know what? I'd be disappointed in Mike Schilt, not for his uh, F-bombs here. Couldn't care any less about that. I'd be disappointed if he starts Jack Flaherty in game two. I can't imagine it even happening. Start him on full rest on Monday. There it is. That's that uh, in game three. That's it. And, and then just figure out what you're going to do with uh, – with one and two. And I'm telling you, if we're now going to operate off the premise that it's more than likely, oh, I love seeing that bracket with the Cardinals and Yankees one step away yet again. God, I want to see the Cardinals and Yankees play in the World Series. Um, uh, that uh, if, it, if it's in Los Angeles, I think you go Wainwright, Michaelis, Flaherty, Hudson, Wainwright, which I think game five would be a day game uh, in St. Louis. That's my reasoning why Wainwright would go one and then uh, Michaelis Flaherty. That's that's what I think it would look like if it all happens. And yes, I realize there is a better than, what, 70% chance that Jack Flaherty only pitches in one game. I realize that. Ideally, Jack Flaherty is available then to start game one of the World Series. That, which I know just because four hours ago we were like, oh my God, are the Cardinals even going to be able to get through the Braves? And now we're talking about World Series scheduling. But you don't start Jack Flaherty on Saturday. You just don't. It sucks that they couldn't win on Sunday against the Braves because then you could have Flaherty starting game one. That's the price you pay. But you don't mess everything up to start him on Saturday. I don't even think it's in play. I don't even think it's live because this thing starts so damn quickly. They're not doing it. Um and, and had they pulled him like two innings in, I don't think it would have been. I, I still would have disagreed with it. So I understand, and I'm not, I'm not reacting like this um, to like shit on the question. The question's a fair question. I get it. 
But if we play it out, it isn't something that would have made sense. It just isn't. The only thing that that you can say is, okay, you're up 10. We're now pulling Flaherty. But even then, he's already in his starter's routine. Um, start. You know, it's just the way that it goes. I mean, it, it's a quote-unquote bad break to be up 10 nothing. And I'm not mocking it. It's just a unique, and it's an incredibly unique circumstances. It's a it's a historic occurrence. If the Dodgers and Astros both get eliminated, what does that do for the Cardinals' chances at a World Series berth? Well, if we're talking about a World Series berth, the Astros would have nothing to do with it. If we're talking about a World Series championship, I would say it increases it exponentially. You know, I don't know what there have been some moves throughout this thing. I mean, walking Brian McCann, who I guess is now retired. Uh, three days ago is still bizarre to me. Starting Justin Verlander on short rest, bizarre to me. Starting Dallas Keuchel on short rest, bizarre to me. And a big mistake. I thought Brian Snitka really mismanaged in this series. And he got away with it because he got some great starting pitching um, up until today. Uh, and Monday, for that matter. But the first three games. And so, um, I, I just, for, from my standpoint... Um, the Astros are in in, an, in a class that, and you know what? Maybe Granky you saw Granky get roughed up in up in Tampa, but um, the Verlander Cole tandem, assuming that they're not going to start doing this short rest thing where they're going to screw him up, it's just so damn good. Honestly, with the Yankees, I've kind of looked at the Yankees as being this faux powerhouse. I don't look at them as the Yankees of '96 through take your pick if you end it in 2000. Uh, or 2003 or 2004 or whenever you would say the Yankees, that group of Yankees run ended, uh, or if you carry it over to 2009 since you still had Jeter. Um, I don't view them that way because I view their rotation as being weak, but you know what? Severino wasn't part of the rotation all year. He's back. You don't know what you're going to get with Tanaka start to start, and Paxton's damn good. So maybe they can't. It's just it's like it, the Cardinals playing the Yankees, which once again is my fantasy, uh, you know, it strikes me as just like the polar opposite festival. Um, so we know the Yankees are there. We don't know that the, the, the Astros are there yet. You know, it's not like Glass now is some butt-ass, you know. I mean, that guy can deal, but he's going up against Cole. I wonder what the number – let me take a look at this here. Did my emotional risk management today betting on the Braves, so I lost some money, couldn't be happier about it. Um, it's one of those things I'd like to, like, give the numbers, but then – Kind of like my backsplash, then people get pissy about it, even though it's not intended to be a brag at all. I guess maybe I should just use like X and then denominations of X. Holy shit. The Astros were minus 270. Wow. You might be able to hear my two-year-old screaming. Or maybe he just watched the Schilt video and he's and I'm gonna have to explain it to him later. Uh let's see. The audio is horrible. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, bro. I'm sorry about it. We'll we'll do better next time. Um and I apologize. I'm, I'm disappointed if that's the case. Um, but you'll be able to hear it all on the podcast. I guess sometimes it's been good and sometimes it's not. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what happened on it, but we'll, we'll get away from this microphone for the next time. I can assure you that and I'll probably have some people here working with me on it. Um, let's see. Um, let me see. Anything else? I don't know. I love you, Tim, but this audio is terrible. Yeah, I, 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 I let's see. I got a text from the gentleman who set it up, Patrick Donnelly, who's a great guy, and, he's, and both of us aren't making any money doing this. We're just doing it to do it. It's a conflict with multiple mics on your MacBook picking up the audio, and so the computer cancels them out with a filter that's native to OBS. I can fix as soon as I get over there. 
really sorry for the fuck up. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I hate it. You know, I mean, again, this is, um, you know, I should just, you know, I mean, we, we, we worked on it earlier today and I apologize again. It's something that uh, we kind of did spur of the moment after game one. And, um, and we wouldn't be having this issue if I would have just stuck with, so we decided to do this, uh, Mike, and, uh, and it caused audio issues. But if you want to hear the whole thing, it'll be up with 100% crystal clear audio on the podcast, which is being recorded on a different microphone. Um, so uh, that will be fixed for Friday night. God, I guess I'll be doing this Friday night like at 11 o'clock. Oh, well, so it goes. Um, all right, so there it is. The Cardinals advance the NLCS. So I'm, I was doing the math in my head. Am I correct on this? This will be Yadier Molina's seventh National League Championship Series because he was a part of the 04 team, even though he wasn't really playing much. Matheny was. But 04, 05, 06, 11, 12, 13, 14, 19. So eight? Am I right on this? Let's do it again. I'm counting on my fingers. It's a big night for St. Louis U High. 04, 05, 06, 11, 12, 13, 14, 19. That's eight NLCSs. Holy shit. Eight NLCSs for Yadier Molina. Um, that's incredible. Um, so I will be back. We'll have better audio uh, for uh, Friday night and uh, Saturday day. I guess I won't be going to Columbia anymore for uh, Hotty Toddy God Almighty. And, uh, and then I guess we'll be doing this and, uh, and we'll have the audio fixed if it was that bad. I apologize, but you know, um, there's no excuse for it. It's on me. It's my responsibility. Um, and, uh, and I look forward to doing it again uh, following the fun and games on uh, Friday night. If you want to hear the whole podcast, you can do so. The Tim McKernan Show on iTunes. And, uh, and we'll look forward to talking with you about the NLCS and game number one Friday night, either in Los Angeles or in St. Louis. Thank you to everybody who has been watching. We'll talk to you again on Friday.